and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now, for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action. Denise Walsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H dot com slash action. A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox. So you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar and design your dream life today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. You guys, our next guest is full of both and. She has aligned her career and her faith. She is living proof that a woman of influence can live with purpose and make a lasting impact in the world. And she wants to impact you today. She is a woman's leadership speaker and coach and the founder of a community of career-minded women of faith. If you are a Christian woman who wants to honor God, live with purpose, be known for excellence and integrity, and achieve work-life balance, then you are in the right place. So big dream cast welcome to Ellie Nieves. Nieves, <laughs> Ellie Nieves. <laughs> well, welcome, okay. Ellie. I'm glad to have you here. And glad to be here. <laughs> you wear several hats, and I'm really excited to chat with you today because I think so many times we believe that we have to choose. We have to choose career or family, or we have to choose career or passion. Like we really can't have it all. And so we feel stuck. And you're a woman who've said yes to everything. Like you are both and. So tell us a little bit about your career and then we'll move into what you're doing now. Sure. So by day, I am an attorney for a Fortune 500 company in New York City. And I do government affairs work. So it means that I monitor legislation and regulation in various states. And I spend a lot of time talking to legislators and regulators about some of the rules and the bills that they're putting out that may impact the industry. And by night, I'm a woman's leadership speaker and coach. And I develop women's leadership development seminars and webinars for companies and associations that want to develop their emerging women leaders into effective managers and executives. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me first, what got you into the field of law? What spurred that for you? So interestingly, I've always had this passion for current events, civic engagement, and politics. My mother was a community organizer when I was growing up, so I always had my finger on the pulse of what was happening in my community. And when I got to college, I decided that I wanted to perhaps run for office. 
that I think was sparked by the fact that my mother was working for a legislator for many years as I was growing up and I was working alongside her. You know, my mother was a single parent, so I didn't have a babysitter. I actually joined her at work (laughs) when she was working and I saw how she made such a great impact in the community was something that sparked an interest in me. And I decided that that maybe one day I wanted to run for office. And if you were going to make laws, I needed to understand laws. So law school was a natural next step after college. And when I graduated from law school, I jumped right into getting engaged in my local community and working on various uh, political campaigns to help other people who were interested in helping our communities to take them to the next level. Okay. You know, I think there's always a reason, right? Whatever career path we choose, there's something that sparks that in us. And my my brother's a lawyer as well. He works in Chicago. And it's always interesting to hear what brought you into that. And for you, it was making an impact and being a contributing member of your community. And so tell me how this women's leadership spark began. So when I was in politics, politics tends to be a male-dominated profession, And I learned the hard way. Oftentimes I was the only woman sitting at the table. Oftentimes I was the most young, the youngest individual sitting at the table. And I was fortunate enough to have several mentors who held my hand and helped me take my career to the next level when I was in politics. And as I was moving along, a number of young women would come to me and say, Hey, can you also mentor me? How are you doing it? Can you share some advice? And that was about the time when coaching was starting to become popular. So as I was mentoring other women and I learned about coaching, I decided that I wanted to get certified as a coach because I thought that that might be a way for me to have a larger impact than just the one-on-one mentoring that I was doing. And as I started the coaching, I discovered public speaking. Many of us coaches, we go off and we start doing public speaking in order to promote our coaching services. And I fell in love with the speaking. So I've been both speaking and coaching uh, for over 10 years now. And I just, I love it. I love the fact that I could not only work with someone individually, but that in a workshop environment, or even in a larger uh, setting where I'm talking to several hundred people, that there are several aha moments. And you can see the light bulbs going off when I'm speaking and when I'm sharing an idea or sharing about a personal experience that I've had or about another coaching client that I've worked with. So I've discovered a way to have a lot of impact, both one-on-one as I engage with people individually, and then also on a larger scale when I share with people through workshops and speaking engagements. Awesome. Awesome. I love when you explore, right? And you take steps and then you go, oh, this is really fun. I really like that. And you continue to discover pieces of yourself that you might not have discovered quite yet. And and not only are you coaching, are you mentoring and you're teaching, but you're also filtering it through a Christian lens. What does that mean to you? So as I've been coaching throughout the years, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. So I think that obviously, I think sometimes what we ends up happening is we start attracting people who share our values. So uh, I think it's hard for me to not let my faith seep through as I'm speaking. Oftentimes, I'll mention my favorite book and people will ask me, well, what's your favorite book? You know, I'll I'll quote from my favorite book. My favorite book happens to be the Bible. (laughs) So it'll be that or someone will say something. I'm like, oh, hey, amen. Right. So uh, I'll make uh, little comments and people will pick up on the fact that I'm a Christian. So what ends up happening is I attract other Christian women to me. And when I end up coaching them, I realize that a number of Christian women, especially in secular corporate environments, hold themselves back. 
they're afraid of asking for a promotion because they think that they might be too ambitious or they don't like to ask for uh, a salary increase because they think that they're being greedy. They don't talk about their accomplishments. So a lot of these things are things that are kind of standard in order to succeed in a corporate environment. And I struggled with these things myself as I was coming up in a corporate environment. And what I ended up doing was just turning to the Bible and doing a lot of praying and uh, getting a lot of uh, discipling from other Christian career women that I knew. And I finally landed in a place where I felt comfortable enough to be able to do all those things without compromising my values. And as I've coached other women and found that they've had those challenges and I've actually shared with them some of what helped me get through those hurdles, I realized that there was a real need in the Christian marketplace for discussions on how women who are working women and are Christian, how they can also get ahead in the workplace without compromising their values. Mm. And I think that's a topic that a lot of people would be so eager to learn to, to be a part of, you know, a discussion because it feels like you can't do it all. You know, it feels like in order right. to be a successful career woman, you have to sacrifice your family or you have to, you know, and it, and it feels awkward to talk about money. I mean, there's all these kind of limiting beliefs mm-hmm. or cultural things that may not be true anymore. So when you're working with somebody and they maybe have a money mindset, um, shift that needs to happen. What would be either an exercise or an idea or a teaching that you would walk them through? So I like to talk to women about what their goals are, what they're aspiring to, especially with working mothers. They're not just thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their families. They're thinking about how they're going to provide for their families, how they're going to create a successful, bright future for their children. And that to me is at the heart of the money thing that we don't like to talk about. Right. When you look at the statistics and you look at how oftentimes men and women are not paid at the same rates when they enter the workforce. So what that does is it creates this imbalance from the very beginning. So if you, when you first take a position, don't negotiate and make sure that you're getting paid at the appropriate salary for your particular position, as you continue to grow in your career and in your profession, then you're always going to be a couple of steps behind. So I encourage women to make sure that that one, that they're getting paid at their market rate and also uh, make sure that they're not afraid to ask for uh, a salary increase if they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid and to seek promotions if they believe that they are putting the work in that's required, if they're performing well, and if they are meeting uh, expectations and they're meeting the goals that are set for them at work then they should be able to feel comfortable to ask for the promotion or to ask for the raise. Because at the end of all of these discussions that we had, the reality is is that we need to be able to provide for our families. We need to be able to put a roof over our heads. We need to be able to make sure that we secure our futures in terms of uh, retirement planning. We are living longer these days. People are predicting that in our generation, someone's actually going to live to be 120 years old. So can you imagine, are you going to have saved enough throughout your career that you will you will be able to provide for yourself that long into retirement? And the average age for a woman today to live is 86 years old. But as we continue to live healthier lives, it's likely that you can live past that, you know, 90, 96, 100 years old. You need to be able to have income that sustains you during your, the rest of your life. But in order to do that, we need to be able to be smart, get paid what we're worth, 
and not be afraid to learn about money, learn about investing it and be wise about how we spend as well. Mm, I love it. It's really true. It's it's kind of start with the end in mind, uh, work backwards. What's your goal? And then what do we need to do today to level up and make sure we're on that right track? And it sounds like the more you'd coach women around this, the more confident they become that to make that ask, to go out and, and get it, to not devalue, I guess, themselves. Because I think, like you mentioned, it can be easy to think, oh, I don't want to brag. I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to think that I don't want, I need to be humble. You know, all of these qualities, of course, that we love. But at the end of the day, uh, we need to ask if it's important right now. You know what I mean? Like, how is it helping us right now? Absolutely. And one of the things that I always uh, share, you know, and I, I always take it back to the Bible. So for example, uh, women that don't feel comfortable talking about their accomplishments, and I get it. And we've all met those people in the workplace who tend to brag. None of us like them, right? I'm not asking you to do that. But I am asking women to speak, as a matter of fact, about the accomplishments, what it is that they accomplish in the workplace. It's one of those things that's expected. A lot of us think that we go into work every day and that our bosses know what we're doing. The reality is that they understand your job description, but they're not sitting at your desk with you every moment of the day to see exactly what it is that you're accomplishing and how you are accomplishing it. And I think that when we do our performance reviews, I think that's one piece of information that I always share with the women that I coach is one is share your accomplishments, but then also share how you got there. Because when you share how you got there, you're also sharing about the skills that you've developed in the process. So for example, if you know that you've encountered a challenging situation, that's going to somehow get in the way of you accomplishing something. And you have to work with a particular person who's very difficult, or there's a budget crunch and you needed to cut, you know, corners somewhere in order to make a budget decision. You know, explain to your boss how you got there because you're demonstrating that you have leadership skills, decision making skills, people skills, the kind of skills that you need to be able to take your career to the next level. And when you're sharing about these things, you know, it's not bragging. This is how I see it. Accomplishments are really about facts, right? Just share the facts. If you've accomplished something, share that. And you can also give others credit, right? If others helped you, give credit where credit is due. But don't always feel like you can't talk about what you've accomplished because somehow that's going to compromise your values. Absolutely. Now, tell me, why is it important to rally together as women in the workplace to kind of connect with each other and grow? Because you've not just created coaching, but you've also created a community. Because I think that many of us suffer in silence. We're not aware that there are other people who are also facing the same challenges that we're facing. And when we uh, come together and we share with others and we realize that we're not the only ones, and when we also have one common thing that brings us together, which is our faith, it creates a strong sense of community. And the Bible tells us that where two or more are gathered in Jesus' name, he is there as well. And as women of faith, when we show up to work, we shouldn't just go in there without the one person or the being, the entity that we hold responsible for all of us, our success, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. I was inspired to launch this community because one, I felt like I needed that tribe as well. But then I'm also seeing the level of support that's coming from those women to each other. The minute one person says, you know, I'm having this issue at work, I'm wanting to get to the next level. Can you pray for me? Just to see that community of women just rallying around that woman to pray for her, to provide her with the support that she needs. And then also just to be able to share our experiences and how we overcame any challenges. 
we're inspired when we hear that. When we're inspired, when we hear that other people have been able to get to the other side of a situation that we're also walking through. So I think that sisterhood is important. And clearly because it's something that's ordained by God, right? That we come together in community, that we glorify him in all that we do. It's a constant reminder to us that not only are we in the world every day doing the work that God set for out for us to do, but that we can do it in a way that we glorify him and we can support each other in the process. Mm. You know, I think that your suffer in silence is such a, an, an interesting thing to think about because stay at home moms, similar, you know, most like you can think of any sort of group and, and oftentimes we feel alone because we're at home by ourselves most of the time or we're insecure you might be working with people a lot but they don't necessarily know you and we know that isolation is a dream killer and it's easier to give up when you are by yourself but when you're in a thriving community of people who are just as excited and passionate about their work and their family and you're doing it together that just bleeds through and i feel like raises everybody up absolutely do you have a, a cool story of a client that you worked with? Sure. So there was one Christian woman, I've been coaching her for a little while, and she was on the upswing at work. And she wanted to take her career to the next level. She was waiting for a promotion. And uh, here comes a new person that joins her team. And the new person who joined her team uh, started to get very friendly with the boss. And the boss started to rely on this new team member a lot. So the woman that I was coaching was starting to feel a little slighted because she was wondering, well, why is this? I've been here for a long time. I've been performing well. I know that there's a slot that's going to be open in the next few months. And I was working really hard to get there. And now it seems like this person is coming in and moving in on what she considered was her turf and her territory. So I think that she wasn't aware that uh, now her behavior started to also change towards this new person on the team. It got to the point where she wasn't being very nice to her. <laughs> and I think sometimes that happens, right? When we, we perceive someone who's kind of stepping in on our territory, we don't know how to manage it necessarily. And um, if we're not self-aware, our actions can uh, speak in a way that we maybe didn't intend for it to uh, occur, but that's what's happening. You're giving off a different air. She started to become protective of her projects. She started to no longer share information because she was starting to feel threatened by this individual. And what happened was it started to spill over into not only her relationship with this new team member, but also in her dynamic with her boss because her boss started to perceive that something was not right. So um, obviously, one, we talked about how it's probably uh, not good to create an environment. You know, what is it that we might be contributing to create an environment that's now making it difficult for people to work well together? Uh, obviously, you know, one of the things that, that God urges us to do is to seek peace and to pursue it. And that means that we need to actively be pursuing that peace. We need to create environments uh, around us where we're not creating the chaos. We're not contributing to having a bad dynamic with another coworker. Our job is to actually go in there and seek peace and to pursue it on a regular basis. So one is that. And then two, it's now that let's say that the damage had been done because now uh, you've got a couple of people who are now feeling a little slighted, who are now thinking this person's not behaving well in the workplace. And even though she's now seeking peace and she's trying to pursue it, she's already kind of created a chasm between herself and her boss. 
So uh, one of the things that I urged her to do was to actually have a conversation with her boss where she acknowledged exactly what had happened, acknowledged that she contributed to the dynamic that now existed. And I don't often tell my clients to do this, but I felt that it was important to, um, in this particular situation, was for her to tell her boss that she had hired a coach because I felt that that was an important um, step for her boss to see that not only was she acknowledging that there was this uh, issue in the workplace, but that she was taking proactive steps and that she was investing in herself to change the dynamic and then also to make herself a good player at work and that she was investing in her own professional development. So she did that. She actually went in, she talked to her boss, told her that she was investing in a coach and that she had acknowledged the situation that had been created at work and that she was going to take steps to change that. And it completely changed the relationship with her and her boss. Her boss kind of really looked at her very differently. And I think it was because of that investment that she had made in herself in the professional development. Her boss started to reorient herself and reorient the relationship that they had. And it actually changed the dynamic within the team. And she did end up getting that promotion. So it was it was uh, one of my... Um, uh, happier, more fulfilling kind of engagements because I think that there was a lot of dynamics that we had to work through there. But it definitely demonstrated how one with the investment in yourself, but then two, also digging into the Bible and making sure that we're doing things God's way, right? That God will pave a way for us if we just take the rules and the the, the, the laws that he's putting for us in the Bible and then we apply it to our day to day that he can smooth things out for us if we approach things the way he asks us to. Mm, amen. Now, quick question. When you started your your coaching business, was it smooth sailing from the beginning? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, I had this passion for helping women, but then you kind of get to a place that's like, okay, wow, is somebody actually going to pay me to coach them? Or before my first speaking engagement, I remember telling my husband, I'm like, who's going to pay me to speak, right? Like you're wondering, how do I monetize this? Because it's a passion, but then you're also thinking, Can I ever get to a place where I'm actually uh, creating something out of my passion? I think that's how we all come to this, right? When we're entrepreneurs, we come at it with an idea and then we wonder, you know, can we make that idea a real business, something that's real, something that's tangible and sustainable? So I had a lot of challenges. One was what was my message, right? Even though I had this passion, I needed to create a message so that other people can hear what I was trying to share with them. I had to find my voice. I had to start from scratch. You know, how do I get the word out there that I even exist and that I have something to offer to the world? I had to get a coach and figure out, you know, how do I market myself? Am I tapping into the right audiences? (laughs) So I've definitely encountered um, several challenges along the way, but with a lot of prayer and a lot of steps. And that's always my advice to anyone who's looking to start any new endeavor is, you know, you pray and you take a step pray and you take a step. And my favorite prayer is always God shut the door. I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but for me, it's about if I'm going in the wrong direction, God shut it down. I don't want to go in the wrong direction. I want to go in your direction. So if what I'm thinking about now, I'm thinking this is a great idea, but if it's not ordained by you, then shut it down and direct me in the right path. So as long as I always do that, you know, I just, I, I think, come up with an idea. I put it in prayer. I start outlining how, you know, what steps I would need to take. And then I take one step. I take it in faith and I say, God, help me here. Open up or shut it down. 
And as he keeps opening doors and he keeps directing me, then I just keep plunging forward. And, uh, and that's how it's always been. And as long as I've got God guiding me, I feel like, you know, I can't fail. Awesome. Awesome. I think it's so true. We have a passion and then we go, can I actually make money doing this? And how do I make money doing this? And then how do I learn all of the steps it takes to actually get it out there and get known? So if you are, if there's somebody listening who has a passion and they want both and as well, you know, they want to live their passion, make an income, love their family, like they, they want it all, but they're a bit nervous. They're nervous to take action or nervous to get started or nervous to step outside their comfort zone, uh, what would be something you'd say to them? I'd tell them, go for it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, You're always going to have nerves, especially when you're an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur has to constantly be out there hustling, constantly thinking of new ideas, constantly launching new programs and new, new offerings to other people. So that initial fear is just God telling you to go ahead and try it, right? That fear never, ever really goes away. There are times and periods where we start getting more comfortable in what it is that we do, especially after we've launched something, we've learned a new system, we start creating efficiencies around the things that we do, uh, we start creating norms around, you know, how we deliver our programs and how we communicate to the world. And as you keep doing that, you keep building and you develop certain comfort zones, but things are constantly changing, right? So you also have to maintain a level of flexibility uh, in addition to maybe feeling a little bit of fear and conquering that fear, but then also being flexible and remembering that things never stay the same, right? Things are constantly changing. And as things out there evolve, we need to evolve with those changing times. But the fear will always be there. It's actually an indication that you know what, that you're human. (laughs) And that you just need to take the next step and go ahead and try it. Absolutely. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And then pray, take a step. Pray, take a step. And I love that praying about the doors being open, but then also the doors being closed. So it's very clear. I know in my entrepreneur journey, half of the anxiety was wishy-washiness. Should I do this? Should I not mm-hmm. do this? I don't know. Is this the right thing? Bah! <laughs> so mm-hmm. if it's a mm-hmm. clear opening or a clear close, that can be really helpful for us as we keep taking those steps. So you guys, you can learn more at christiancareerwomen.com. Ellie has all of her programs and coaching services. So is there something you're working on right now that you're the most excited about? So right now, I'm just really excited about building out the community. Um, We've been um, functioning from a Facebook group for uh, some time now, and we just recently launched an online portal. So I'm really excited about uh, people joining that online portal so that we can continue to create the community. Uh, Just last month, we started online Bible studies and prayer calls. So it's just exciting to start getting all the women to not just engage in this virtual environment, but starting to actually connect with each other online. And, you know, I started um, this group about a year ago with a soft launch when I was having people meet in person in New York City. But when I realized that uh, on the Facebook group, I had a number of people that didn't live in New York who wanted access to the group. I'm like, you know what, I've got to create some sort of a, a way that people from across the country can actually participate. And that's why I've started to move more towards online programming and the online portal just to give more people an opportunity to participate. And I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Guys, christiancareerwomen.com. And I've got two last questions for you. The first one is, 
Uh, we know your favorite book is the Bible. So is there is there anybody you're learning from right now or anything you're reading right now that is has been inspiring to you? So nothing that I'm reading in particular, but something that I'm following. So, and I'm actually going to be taking off uh, soon to uh, participate in the Work Matters Conference. Mm -hmm. So if you're big on faith and work, uh, the Work Matters Conference is going to be held in Arkansas next week. And I've been following them for quite some time. They put out some great devotionals uh, online. They also have some great Bible studies. So it's been a great way for me to just stay focused when it comes to my work and my faith. It helps me to put my work every day into perspective. And I'm just really looking forward. This will be my second year attending the Work Matters Conference. It's a great community. People like myself who work in a corporate environment and also some entrepreneurs who just want to align their faith with their work. And it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Very cool. I have to check them out. And then last but not least, is there something you do every day that you couldn't live without? And um, this is uh, nothing to do with faith, but um, more like uh, stretching, believe it or not. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that I've learned is when, especially when you've got a lot going on in your day, just taking a few minutes in the morning to just kind of stretch and get centered really is a good way to just kind of get yourself, you know, focused and uh, ready to take on whatever uh, is ahead. And I think a lot, I've, I've learned the value of stretching over the last two years. And it's really uh, changed the way I kind of function in my day, especially uh, those days that I just sit down in front of a computer for long periods of time. So the stretching has really made a difference for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ellie. You guys check out christiancareerwomen.com to be connected to the community or one-on-one -on -one coaching if you like. All of her links will be in the show notes below. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.